Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who actually really does love sand. It's Frank. How are you today? Ah. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm down with Sands. That's, 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 that's cool. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great, baby. <laughs> I'm doing great. How you doing? Doing uh, good. As Joey Tribbiani said, how you doing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm doing quite well, Frank. It's been, um, it's been a time. Uh, truthfully, I mean, if we're, if we want to actually peel behind the curtain a little bit, my back really hurts. Yeah. I did something to it. Oh. And I just like, it's been really really annoying and obviously we had a nor'easter up here yes um and so i said it's not like i can get to the chiropractor in the middle of a storm so sure sure so i'm just i'm actually just dune right now okay um okay it's okay i got my i got my pillow behind me and i'll take my ibuprofen um when i uh when we're done and i'll be i'll be fine all right fair enough fair enough um well i hope you feel better soon um, what about what, Actually, what about I just what readjusted the pillow and I feel great right now. Okay. Oh, man. Then while That's you're feeling just great. just what I needed. Uh, wow. Fantastic. I'm so glad to hear that. And, and while you're feeling great, why don't you tell me what you're drinking? I am drinking nothing special. I'm actually just drinking an omission lager uh, because I didn't f- I, some of the beer that is in my fridge, it's either fruity uh, or really heavy. Like there's, and there's like no... I just needed like a beer, yep. And so I went with. So I'm drinking the omission, uh, and I mean it's good. I I like it. Um, so you know keeps me alive. I don't know. It keeps me something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's good. Yes. Keep, it keeps me gluten free. Is what it does. Keeps, that's you. true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, valid. Valid. Yeah. I actually I will say I I'm not drinking this tonight, but I have been leaning into the lighter beers a little bit more uh, recently, where I'll keep more. I love my craft beers, but I'll keep a, a six pack of of like PBR or Corona mm-hmm. or something like that around where I never really used to do that before. I was always all in on, on the craft stuff. Uh, and I was like, well, why would I drink, you know, beer that's that's not as good when I can drink great beer? But um, I used to be much more snobby about it. But now I'm sort of like, sometimes I just want something that's a little bit lighter that is that's still enjoyable. And uh so I've been I've been doing that a, a bit uh, as well as keeping those around in rotation. But tonight, uh, I am drinking. Uh, I'm back on the Belgians, the the grand tour of of Belgian yes. beers that I picked up uh, on one of my recent trips to Canada, and uh, I am drinking a Maudit double ale um, that mm. uh, uh, appears to have uh, some kind of the label has 
what looks to be a devil uh, and some uh, men rowing a boat. I'm sure there is a story that goes with that, but I do not have time for that today. So, Modit, double ale, a lovely Belgian ale, mm. delicious, complex. Uh, it's got kind of a fruity flavor to it, um, uh, the, the way you would expect, like a triple or, or a quad, but it's only a double. Yep. Um, and yet it has that mm. same flavor. Oh, that sounds delightful. Mm. Belgians are the best. Like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, everybody else who, every other kind of beer. Yep. But I'm, I, that, this is my line in the sand. Yeah. The dune. Uh, the the, the dune best. Sand. Oh, nice. Mm. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, the best beer comes from, from Belgium. I, I, I definitely feel that way. And yes, it is a line in the dune-covered sand. Let's talk about Denis Villeneuve's latest outing. Did I say that right? You're more French than I am. You did. Okay. You did. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Je Joey. Tout la fruit. Tout la fruit. Yeah, Dune. The latest adaptation of Frank Herbert's famous novel. Tim, what is your exposure to Dune before this film? I read the book. Um, because I'm a good nerd that way. Uh, truthfully, I liked the book. I did not love the book. Um, okay. I um, I found it overwrought. Not the right word. I found it. I it it tells two two and a half different stories in one book. Even though it's supposed to be all about one character, it's all about Paul. And so I felt like I, I and I found the shift in the storytelling kind of odd when I was reading it. And a, um, like a good sci fi, it does not stop to explain things to you, which I appreciate, like when you are into it and you can, and you want to go back and you want to dive more uh, into everything. And I listened to I listened to the book and not. Uh, and I didn't read it, and I think that did hamper my enjoyment of okay. it because I was like, I, it's just it's moving along, and you know how it is. Like if you space out for thirty seconds, like you're done. Like you know, and, sure. and like and it's long, but every sentence matters uh, in Dune, and so I okay. Um, so I, by the end, I liked it. I didn't love it. I I love a good messianic tale. I I like a good fantasy that thinks it's sci-fi because that's what dune really is hmm. um i think it's it's not it's it's one of those like oh, it's science fiction because there are ships and you're like but it's actually like a hero's quest and there's magic kind of so mm-hmm. it's actually really science fiction in space um and so uh that's my exposure i didn't i've never seen the david lynch film um because i've heard it is one it misinterprets Dune quite a bit um, and how um, like the point Frank Herbert was trying to make about messianic figures uh, in stories. And so uh, where they just kind of go all in on it. And, and so I've never really bothered to watch the movie. I wasn't interested before after reading the book and I knew it was different. Like I liked it enough to be like, I'm invested in a good adaptation of this book. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I've so I've never watched so I've never watched it. Um, so yeah, that that was my exposure before watching this movie. What is your exposure to Dune? 
None zero zilch zip nada. Never read the book. Okay, what is that? Okay. <laughs> never read the book. Never saw the uh, the um, never read David the Lynch. book. Never, never saw the David the Lynch. Um, yeah, I never saw the miniseries. Uh, never seen anything. Barely knew what it was about. Um, uh, and and knowing that there was a new adaptation coming, I try. My new thing is to sort of keep myself as pure as possible going into a, a first viewing of a of a new movie. That's been a thing I've been doing for a sure. few months now. Not strictly, but but a thing I've been enjoying doing. I find I enjoy movies more that way um as of late. So I just decided, you know what, I'm not gonna find out what it's really about. I'm not gonna do a deep, you know, I'm not gonna read the Wikipedia and get the deep dive or I'm just gonna go in as clean as I can and enjoy it, you know, on its own merits. Like what is this film saying and, and, and trying to do? Um, so that's how I went in completely, completely blank slate. Um, what did, so having, having read the book, um, mm -hmm. and, and some, at least somewhat enjoyed it, at least, you know, enjoyed, it sounds like you enjoyed what he was going I, no, for. I enjoyed if, it. Like I, it gets a four out of five stars. Like, hmm. don't like, I don't want to okay. say okay. Like okay. I, that helps. It, it wasn't helps. like a, eh, it's not like two and a half. Yeah, it's fine. No, I, I liked it a lot. I just didn't like. I didn't love it. Like okay. I couldn't like wait to read the sequel. Like but it wasn't four out like of five that. is a is a is a good review. Um, how many? Yes, it's a great review. How? Yeah, absolutely. Um, what about this film? Five out of five. Five it's out great. of five. Okay, five out of five. Maybe four and a half out of five. Um, but if you if you really press me, but I think that the the film elevated the book for me. Mm. Um, it put some things in it put some things in perspective that I needed. Um, and so I loved i just loved the film it's incomplete um so whereas like the the where you mean even for being a part is, one yeah um um no maybe not for being a part one if you know that it's a part one sure uh you know but i mean it says it, it says dune part one it, yeah. like right in the title sequence and so it wasn't like when i was in high school and i saw fellowship of the ring and i had no idea that it was just gonna end yeah. like where it is a cliffhanger ending and you're like uh where's the rest of it um it wasn't like that i knew that it was going to cut mm -hmm. off at some point um because where this movie ends is basically where the story shifts in the next part of the book that um, makes sense yeah so we watched maybe half of dune I would say something like that because there's doing the book is split into three parts. Um, and the first part is the longest. And then the, and then the second part's the second longest and the third is rather short. Um, but we watched the first part, the first half of the, of the book. But um, yeah, I loved it. What did you, I saw, I watched it at home. I watched it on HBO max I did um, too. and I watched it over. You didn't go to the. You didn't go to the drive-in. We had plans to go to the drive-in, but we had driven five hours. Uh, it's a whole long thing. But we had we were we went to a wedding when we were late. We were like, oh, when we get there before you know the night before the wedding, we'll uh, we'll go to a drive-in see Dune. We were too tired after driving uh, through New York and Boston traffic, so we we didn't end up doing that. So I, just I can understand it. that you yeah. don't want to drive five hours in the car just to go sit in the car more. So, yeah, like we were too tired for a three-hour movie at that point. Yeah. All right. I I can I can understand that. Um, can you just uh, don't cut this at all? But can you riff because I'm watching you drink your beer mm. and I'm like I want another beer. Well, you know you um, go because get I finished beer. mine. 
So okay, I'm gonna go for get it. Another one. I never do this. Go for, you go never do this right there. Neither so of us do it ever, right now. Ever really does this. Um, but um, wow, uh, I have so much power right now because I am editing this, and Tim's not around to hear what I'm gonna say. Like he may not even hear this when it airs. You know, like so. Whatever I say now is just between us. Oh, hi, hi, Tim. Hi, he's uh, he's back. And uh, anyway, that's that's chaos theory. I would. I can't wait to know what you're actually talking about, because all I got was that's chaos theory. Oh, what a shame! Which is perfect, oh, yeah. perfect. Huh. Um. Anyway, yeah. So, oh, so you watched it at home? Did you watch it in one sitting, or did you watch it over multiple sittings, like me, a new father? <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched it in one day, but not in one solid sitting. Um, okay, but I did watch it in one. You know, in, in maybe it took me. Four, over the course of four or five hours, I watched it. So pretty, you know, pretty close together. But with, I had to pause a couple of times. Um, yeah, I watched it with I watched it with my wife, who is not super into science fiction, mm. but loves fantasy. Mm. And so we watched the, um, you know, we watched the. I showed her the trailer, or whatever else, and she was like, "Yeah, that actually that looks interesting enough." Like I, I watched that, and we were about forty minutes in on the first round of watching. And I was, it was Friday night and I was like, I just can't. I'm so tired. Seven Oh five in the evening. Mm. I just can't live anymore. Um, no, it was, it was like past nine o'clock and I was falling asleep. It was long work week, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, so, so we stopped and I said like, I'm falling asleep and not because I'm bored. I just like, I can't keep my eyes open. Are you good to stop? Like, do you care enough? And she was like, Oh no, let's keep going. Oh wow. Like, and so, like, I was like, okay, this is good. This is not the ring yet. This is actually not what I was expecting. Um, so, yeah, I loved it. I think it did the first part. I think it did the first part of the book justice. But even the book is leaving the book out of it. I think it doesn't bother to explain things to you. It's a smart science fiction film. It's not like, like, um, like, oh, we have to go here. Why? Oh, what's this? Oh, I have to explain this to you now and blah, blah, blah. And basically the whole movie's exposition. But to me, it doesn't feel like exposition. Mm. It feels like character work masquerading as exposition. Um, and like because they like if you don't know what the Benny Gesserit are, tough. Too bad. You'll figure it out. Context clues. They look like nuns. Close enough. Deal with it. And and I appreciate I appreciated that about the movie, but because I had read it, I knew who they were, so it wasn't confusing to me. Um, what how, what did you? What's your experience? Like you didn't know anything, so I didn't know anything. And and actually, what you are touching on there that it didn't didn't go out of its way to explain stuff. I don't do well with that. <laughs> um, and, and admittedly, that's me. And I I felt. Okay, so I, I gave it more of like a three out of five uh, in terms of my enjoyment level, not in terms of the mm -hmm. technical achievement. I think that from a cinematography standpoint and a costuming standpoint, holy moly masterpiece. Like give them mm -hmm. all the Oscars for cinematography, for for costumes, for lighting, for visual effects. Even visual effects, the freaking effects, sandworm. Like, like, oh my God, like amazing, yeah. all those things. Even the stuff that you think is CG but is real and not, it's like, Absolutely. A really great blend of absolutely practical effects. Uh, totally, totally. Mm -hmm. I think what I took, uh, what I, what I found not to be my thing, 
might be more a function of Villeneuve's style of storytelling. Like having seen Arrival, yep. having seen Blade Runner 2049, he likes the slower paced, um, um, let's zoom in on, on, the, on the, the point of view character and they're not going to say much, but they're going to facial reactions and like them yep. walking for for five minutes in the desert or whatever like will be you will you will derive from that what they're feeling and what they're going through and that doesn't really jive with me and i sometimes feel oh, like sure. i'm not smart enough to pick up what they're putting down what he's putting down and that might be mm -hmm. the case frankly but i feel like those are not movies that are for me because i don't feel like i'm getting the the world being built around like i wanted to know so much about this sort of pseudo feudal system that they were living in and this emperor and the barons and the dukes and the and i was able to piece together a little bit of what's happening on arrakis with there's the 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 um Stolen Skarsgård, uh, 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 fat bastard character, yep. uh, yep. who is, uh, uh, you know, is, wants to keep the Atreides away and he wants mm -hmm. to keep being like, I, I gathered that stuff, but like not till almost the end of the movie that I really pieced together. Oh, okay. There are these people who are being oppressed, um, uh, who live on this desert planet and know how to live on this desert planet. And now the, you know, Paul and his mother are going to become one of them, become part of them and learn to, to live in, like I, I, I got there eventually, but it took me most of the movie to get there. And that might be me. Like I'm saying this on a podcast publicly, Actually, much to my embarrassment that maybe I'm just a little slow on the uptake for, for Denis Villeneuve's style of storytelling, but that I felt for most of the film, like I was like waiting for another shoe to drop. And then it ended. And I was like, okay, I get that like he fought the other guy and so now he's part of the clan or whatever. Like I, I get that. Um, and, and, and I, I see that there is a, an allegory for, you know, the spice uh, being, being sort of an allegory for the way that we um, zap the resources of our own planet. And I see an allegory for, you know, power dynamics and, and, and oppression and, and colonialism Um in in the the way that the uh the baron and the duke were were fighting over you know who was going to control this third group of people um that mm -hmm. neither of them belongs to but i just felt like it was it was the onus was on me to figure it out rather than here is the story or like here yes. is the world being built um and i wanted more of that stuff i hear I guess my now that's that's totally fair because it's either you like that style or you don't. Exactly. I love that, and, yeah. and so I'm, and I'm not so saying it's like, a bad movie. I'm not saying it's a bad way to tell stories. It's just not the way I like. Not the kinds of stories cool. that no, I like. No, that's yeah. that is that is fine. I think you are probably in the regular majority of people that like you. You don't want to. It's weird, but you don't want to think too hard. Like, you know, it's like so it's not sometimes you don't yeah. want to think, but like it's not like you need everything like laid out for you. But sometimes like you just need to unwind. And I would not call Dune an unwinding experience. It's not, um, you know, but I I love like five minutes of walking in the desert and you're like and I have to like and I have to extrapolate meaning from that. Perfect. I'm there. I'm totally there for mm -hmm. that. But that's like. 
that's what I do. It's what I teach. Mm-hmm. Like you know, right? So like this, a uh, Dune is a, a was a great. It would be a great teaching tool, um, because because of a lot of what you said. There's a there's a lot of it's not exa- totally allegorical, but it is definitely metaphor. There's a lot of metaphors. Maybe metaphorical is a better way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because allegorical applies one one meaning and there's one to only one. one meaning mm-hmm. uh, yeah and um uh but um i completely just lost my train of thought but anyway so what, I, whatever you picked up on dude like you picked on the colonialism and all you know like that stuff and environmental uh, the environmentalism and that's all correct that's all present in the story um but, oh uh you said like you were too slow to figure out like waiting for the other shoe to drop and everything. I read the book and I had the same feeling. Mm-hmm. So don't like, don't hurt yourself. Like, cause I, I had to like, remember like who everyone was and their point. But I think that's intentional. Like he wants you to wait because you know, something's not right. So like you're, you like you're waiting for something to happen. Cause like the Baron says, when is a gift, not a gift. And mm-hmm. so you're basically left with that riddle through the course of the movie until they reveal the answer. Gifts, not a gift when it's a setup. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's, that's the answer, but you don't spoilers for Dune. Um, you know, when like, you know that the emperor is jealous of the popularity of house Atreides. And because they are not great people, they're just better people than the Harkonnens. Because, mm-hmm. like, you mm-hmm. could be like, oh, you know, obviously he loves his son and he cares about equality and blah, blah, blah. Still, fact of the matter is, he's still put in charge of a planet that's not his. Mm-hmm. Right? And, mm-hmm. and so this is, you know, this is, uh, I don't know, like, Jamestown, basically. Like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. and maybe, maybe you know, they didn't treat him well, but now it's your turn. Maybe some dukes under the feudal system in, you know, uh, medieval England were were kind-hearted people, but they were still part of a system that, like, took advantage of people, right? And that's still what what the House Atreides is, is doing. Like, maybe they're better right. than the and others, but it, they're still part of a messed-up system. It's really more like the Roman empire mm. than, than even England, because it's really, it's really like, okay, so here's Rome, but guess what? The empire is going to be much bigger than just Rome. Sure. So you go to the middle East, you go to Asia minor, you go here, you go here, you're here, you're here, you're here. Or, I mean, if you do want to say that it's, if you do want to say that it's, it's, it's the English, it's India. Like they're basically fighting over India. Yes. Like, and that's or or the Middle East, which is obviously a lot of what is is um, yes. You know, a lot of the names, the atmosphere is what they're pulling from is 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 Middle Eastern, and so they like so like wanting to work with them is one thing, but like the good thing to do would be like this is yours, not ours, so mm-hmm. you can have it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but the whole point of like the fall. The point of the story is like the fall of the house of Atreides is that Paul, who's left, is like, all right, so let's be better. You know, um, let's be better than this. There's a a bit of white savior story in here. Yeah. Right. Like, and this is this is where Dune gets misinterpreted, where he's like, he's not looking to be a savior. That's right. the where the, the where the misinterpretation comes from. Like they put that on him. 
he doesn't do it for them. They don't come like they like he um, Paul doesn't know he's the chosen one. He doesn't know any of this stuff. But um, but they place that importance on him instead of him placing it on himself. Um, and so it's kind of like um, um, trying to think of an equivalent. It's almost like to kill a mockingbird in the way that it's like. You know, Atticus doesn't jump up and up and down and be like, I will save the day. Yes. It's more like you came to me and I will mm-hmm. do my best for you. It's like right. it's more like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's um, in place in this position and now he's going to do the best he can in that position. Correct. Yeah, yeah correct. In the um, film, it seemed more like he sort of knows or at least he knows that they think he is. So he's. Not taking advantage, that sounds wrong, but, like, more like, okay, I'll go with that. I felt it was fairly ambiguous, like, that he doesn't really have a clue as to what's going on. He just knows that he's supposed to do some Mm. things because because of, you know, prophecy or, you know, the dreams that he has. But the dreams are only partial futures or um, possible futures, right? Because there's, like, the guy he kills... Mm -hmm. um, is like in a in one of his visions is this like okay is his friend and yeah. who will like teach him stuff but he ends up teaching him like a different kind of desert power right. in real life than than what is in his vision mm. and so there's a possibility without fate um and i like that's important that's, and that's again this is what i like about doing is that there's really there's there's a lot of open ended discussion that can happen um, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be one way. Yeah, yeah. That's that's interesting. I hadn't. Uh, so that that helps actually too, because I was a little confused about the, the the dreams and how it seemed like some of it. I was confused about people being alive who shouldn't be alive anymore in a dream. But yeah, I thought they were more prophetic maybe than they actually are. But it sounds like they're they're possible futures. I will say, I thought that Josh Brolin and Jason Momoa were like my mm-hmm. favorites. Like Duncan, yes, Idaho. I would are. watch a Duncan mm-hmm. Idaho movie with Jason Momoa. He he is um, he is the most likable character in in the book too. Okay, which is that's how it came across casting, in, in the movie. Yeah, his casting is perfect because he everybody's everybody's serious except for Duncan Idaho, who is serious, but he also understands the like like who he is, the idea of the importance of levity and like familial love instead of like buttoned up love yeah. or whatever else. So, um, you know, Jason Momoa was great casting. Great that was casting. wonderful. And yeah. And, and Brolin is, Brolin's always good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I honestly, I don't think there's a, there wasn't really a weak link for me in any of the cast I found anytime anybody was on screen they were engaging. Yeah, I agree. And I don't always feel that way about Timothy Chalamet. Quite yeah, truthfully. Same, same. He's hit or he's hit or miss for me. Same. Agreed. Agreed. I thought he was okay in Little Women. Um he's yeah, I think he's great in Little Women. Um, but, but, I think it, the, 
I find that I like him more the older he gets. Like he just gets a maybe just maybe because he's aging, he's getting better. I, I, the first thing I ever saw him in was Lady Bird, and he is great in it because I hated him. And I think uh, that's just like has stuck with me. Yeah, like yeah, maybe yeah. it's not his performance; it's that he's good at playing like, like a little turd. He's good at that. Like he, he, he can do that mm-hmm. really well. I, I I liked him in I liked him in this. Like I said, I wish that there was more. You know, it felt like there was a lot of large scale stuff in this movie, and I wish there was a little bit more um, of the world building and explaining what that's all about instead of just sort of showing it to you in almost in passing like like seeing it but without contextualizing it whereas i feel like a harry potter or a or a, a, a star wars gives you like you, you, i will fight i will fight you on that uh harry potter yes star wars absolutely not no well i will i like, will i will say like yeah. luke or harry potter are are the point of view character who are being introduced to some aspect of the world they already live yes. in, right? So you have the like there f- for the sake of the audience, certain things are being it's your, this was your father's lightsaber, you know, or Harry learning all the wizarding stuff because he's been in a muggle his whole life, like th- that stuff. It, it it brings you in even at the beginning of the first movie of each of those franchises because you're learning what the world is about with the with the point of view character. Paul in this film didn't really provide that and it wasn't designed to right so I, I i am i am this is a comparison of apples and oranges and i guess i'm saying i wish this was an orange <laughs> but but yeah. but like i, no, I, I wish think that it's there a, was i think it's that. a fine comparison um because i think i think that there is some of that because like he does he get like everything he learns about everything we everything the audience learns about the the fremen is what is because paul also learns it sure you know he learns it from the from the from the videos he watches he learns it from the so that like i guess the thing is like the stuff he knows like is not explained that's like it. he's like stuff involving his house or the benny jesuit or whatever because he knows some of those things already that's not explained yes. anything about arrakis has to be explained to him because right. he doesn't know anything right. but but to me, the Star Wars example, like Luke knows about Tatooine. He knows about moisture evaporators and Jawas and droids and like none of that's ever explained. Like it's all just there for you. And I'm thinking more on like the like the Death Star scenes where like the Emperor has dissolved the Senate and blah sure. blah all that stuff. I don't know why Obi Wan's there. Should have been Grand Moff Tarkin. So. <laughs> but, um, um, but like. None of that's ever explained. The first Star Wars doesn't care if you get it or not. Like, it just doesn't. Like, and I agree that Luke gets explained stuff, and there's more of that than in Dune. Dune's definitely, like, pay attention in Star Wars. is like, you'll get it. Yeah. In Dune, I feel like, though, no... um, in Star Wars, if you watch the movie enough, you'll pick up on, oh, wait, he just said something about a Senate. Oh, wait, he just said something about, you know, like, like th- those things are there. But they're sure, but subtle. you don't think, and, and I'm repeating But you watching, don't think you that if you watch up. Dune again, you'll get more, you'll get stuff, though? That's I'm saying I'm, some of these things I'm don't confused. feel like they were, I feel like they were not in the movie at all. And they were either you, they, uh, they, they were not considered to be important enough to need to be explained, or like, you'll get it. Or if you've read the book, you'll get it. But I felt like there were certain things that that that's where I feel like was I just not smart enough to understand some things because some things went oh, like some things about how the system of this world works kind of went over my head in a way that I'm like, I guess I'll just 
stick with it and and maybe later in the movie it'll make sense and some of it just didn't ever click for me yeah i think that's and truthfully i i think that you're trying to compare i think with star i think like you know star wars so well you it's almost you've almost forgotten what it's like to not know how star wars the Uh, world of star wars and so i i think that stuff is there in the movie like i read dune a couple years ago so apart from some really broad strokes i didn't remember much like i remembered that like the duke dies and that mm. a duncan idaho dies and that like he and 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 paul is the chosen one for the fremen apart from that i didn't remember anything i didn't remember character names i didn't remember mm-hmm. like the importance of like chris knives or visions or anything like none of that none of that registered with me so i think that i think that dune begs for a rewatch because that information is there okay but it is um it's it's um it's not super present which i can i can see how you would say that's a fault of the film you know, for you, like for not me. necessarily for for the movie itself, but just so you for your particular style, um, which goes back to my original point that Dune is a fantasy masquerading as science fiction. And yeah. I think that you're not totally up on it because it's really fantasy in space. I think just like right. Star Wars is fantasy in space. But you kind of maybe because you grew up with it, you can like ignore it, that. It might be. It might be. Yeah. Um I wish Zendaya was in this movie though. That would have been cool. <laughs> she um she's very important in the second half of the book. I, I figured, yeah. Um, I figured. That's so, the other thing. I feel like yeah. it was almost designed to I, I feel like I okay, I, I will I will be careful of my wording. I feel like I might have enjoyed part one better if I had watched it with part two. Like if I had watched a six hour, two movies back to back, you know, mini series version of this. Maybe I would have uh, understood slash appreciated this first half more because I feel like maybe a lot of the things that I'm unclear on would have been resolved in the second half. Um, and uh, the ending, I, the ending, as I much as I agree f- with, I felt like the pacing of the ending. Uh, and I understand what you were saying that like that was a natural breaking point. I can see how that's a natural breaking point in the story because like now, uh, Lady Jessica and Paul are are with the Fremen. And and it's sort of like the next part of the adventure, you know, moves on from here. I see where that's mm-hmm. a natural breaking point in the story. Absolutely. Makes sense. If I was going to cut it in half, that's probably where I would do it, too. But um, so that kept me. But it did feel sort of like it it it, it sort of there was a it was a slow build and then a lot of action. And then it was just suddenly over. Um, and, and, and that's Absolutely why I feel agree. like I would enjoy it more if I was watching parts one and two back to back. And and the Zendaya com- stuff would be part of that too, right? So um, I completely agree. But I thought you didn't pay attention to the marketing, Frank. So why do you care if Zendaya like was in it or not well, in it so much? It, it's even even just watching the movie itself. Like like they kept teasing, like she's going to be important. She's going to be important. Look, he's having another vision with her. Look, he's having another vision with her. And then it was like, and now she's finally here. The end. Yep i I can I can get behind all of that. I, I mean, you're not a Lord of the Rings fan but if you were it, it it there's a part that of me that feels like if you split the first if you split if you split fellowship of the ring up it's almost like they get to rivendell 
and they have a meeting with elves and dwarves and hobbits and men, and you're like, oh, my God, it's happening. The fellowship is forming. You could end it there, yeah, yeah. What if you split the hobbit into three parts? Never mind. Um I think I I think it works personally, but whatever. I'm I'm a very very small minority of people who like the Hobbit films, okay. so it's don't it's okay. Um, I'm the wrong person to get. I know. On, to get I know. Entry. I'm just I'm just trying to get a rise um, out of you. Um, yeah. I'm just I'm just teasing. I I, I think yeah, that's it, what I know. But don't tease me about other things because you won't get it from the Hobbit. That's true. That's, the, that's true. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, talk I, about Spider Man three if you want to get a rise yeah. out. Of <laughs> I do want to talk about Spider Man three versus Amazing Spider Man two uh, after our recent conversation yeah. on Supergirl TV talk. <laughs> um, but um, I I I um I will still watch part two because I want to see if if that will make me enjoy this more, uh, enjoy part one more. Because um, I I suspect there is as much as I'm not a fantasy guy and this is more fantasy than I usually go for. There is. There is still stuff here that I, I find intriguing and interesting. The metaphorical stuff now, I mentioned earlier, the visuals mm-hmm. I just find absolutely stunning. And and I was interested yeah. enough to see like what were the things in here that that influenced Star Wars and influenced other things that I love. And I saw a lot of it. You know, so I'm you can see I'm, oh, there's tons. Yeah. Tons. Yeah. Even um the the government structure with totally. like one emperor for the galaxy, the universe in this case, you know, um um spice. You know, mm-hmm. spice as a drug. Actually, mm-hmm, there are mm-hmm. two sons on Arrakis. I don't know if you caught that. Um, I did. So, um, I thought it was uh, to make it not look like Dune was copying Star Wars, which would have been hilarious. I thought it that was done really well, where it's like it could be two sons, or it could be a yeah. more like it could. I, just I would be give them like they, tricking you. They probably deserve more credit than we realize for the amount of work they did to not make it look too much like Star Wars. You know, like right, it because probably took a lot of effort to not make it look like Star Wars because Star Wars looks like this. Star Wars, there's a lot. Star Wars is, uh, uh, people talk about Star Wars as Flash Gordon and stuff mm. all the time. There's so much Dune in Star Wars. And I didn't you know there's... The sandworms. I mean, like, come on. That's like... Yep. <laughs> the yep. Sarlacc pit, um, like... Yeah. Desert planet, sandworms, two suns, spice, the chosen one. Yeah. Like the that, emperor, that oh, well, the emperor, like, um, weird swords, weird swords, Chris <laughs> knives, yeah, kind of, yeah. kind of, yeah. Duncan Idaho is basically Han Solo. It's that same yeah. type of like, you know, hey, blah, 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 blah. you know, that buddy buddy, like it's it's more like Lando really than uh, it's like a mixture of Han and Lando yeah, together. Yeah. But uh, um, but uh. Yeah, there's actually an original Star Wars, like the Star Wars. If you read that, it's oh, so Dune. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, like, yeah. it's a lot of Dune in there. Um, it's almost like he wrote the Star Wars and they were like, too much Dune, tone it down. And then he came up with. Yeah, tone the Dune down. Dune, Dune it down. Dune. What are you um, doing, George? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, a, truthfully, I'm a little, I'm not. I'm a little surprised that you didn't like it more. And we keep talking about Dune as like it's really more fantasy, and it's not. I mean, it's obviously science fiction. There's not tons of like fantasy aspects in it, but like the idea of like visions, quests, um, chosen one. Those are those are more closely associated with fantasy than they are with sci-fi, and that and that's kind of the stuff that you don't love about 
um, fantasy, but you love Star Wars and Anakin's the chosen one. Maybe, maybe it's Luke. Maybe it's Ray. Probably not Ray. Um, and those were not the pro- things that I had problems with at all with Dune because I was accustomed to them from Star Wars. Chosen one, right, quite, okay. like that stuff was not a problem for me yeah. at all in this movie. It was more I wanted to know more about the things that brought them about, that brought about being the chosen one, brought about his quest, brought about. I wanted I wanted a little bit more understanding so I could put in context what a big deal it was that like the betrayal of the Atreides. Like I wanted more. To, I wanted to understand that, you know, like. Mm-hmm. You don't need to understand anything about Alderaan to know that blowing up an entire planet is an atrocity. But but I kind of need to know, you know, I feel like I needed to know, um, you know, Oscar Isaac's backstory to understand how we got here and how a gift not being a gift is a big deal. Like, I, I feel like some of that was sort of like, I feel like that's a bigger deal than I understand. But uh, OK, I guess I'll go with it. Mm hmm. I think um, it almost reminds me of watching The Force Awakens mm. when you're like, 30 years later, what happened? Tell me all the okay. information. And okay. then you finish the movie and you're like, I don't know anything. You didn't explain a single damn thing to me that I wanted to know. But I still enjoyed myself. Okay. That, that, that's, fair. You know, that's fair. And, I, and um, that's why I say I may have gotten hung up on those things. It may just be my experience. But anyway, I think it's, it is from a from – a, um, you know, the most objective technical achievement, technical yeah. achievement standpoint, like outstanding. And, and I, I, I really like his visual language and, and, and mm-hmm. his, oh, I, the, what did you think of the score? The, the Hans Zimmer score. You love, you love your Zimmer. I do. I don't love modern day Zimmer. Truthfully. Like I liked a, a, a lot of what he was playing with. He, he was very, um, uh, it was very Lawrence of Arabia, you know, mm-hmm, sounds, mm-hmm. sounds of the desert. Um, you know, that's people have been using, um, people have been using Lawrence's score to, you know, Lawrence's score, like, yeah, like actually Lawrence of Arabia wrote it. You know, did you know that Lawrence of Arabia? Yeah. Lawrence, Lawrence sat down score. and actually put pen to paper. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. No. Um, it was, uh, oh my gosh, Maurice Jure. Um, he, like they've been using that like to they've been using those sounds to always make the desert you know lamentation music wailing um that's what you know, sa- communicates like desert to people at, at a certain point right because right because, because of, of that of movie. arabia right. and and it because, and because they not because you've seen it but or anybody's seen it, it's because we keep using it aladdin right. uses it the mummy uses it Everybody, it just becomes part of the language of filmmaking at a certain point. Right. And that's that's awesome. I love when that happens. And so I I liked it. It's there's some really great stuff, but I I get a little tired of like discordant electric Zimmer and I'm like by the end I'm like, yeah, all right. It's good. I think it served the film really well and what it was supposed to do, but sometimes like like what do I want to go back and listen to the Dune soundtrack? Not particularly. Have I? Yes. Oh, um, really? Okay. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. But but that like. But halfway through, I'm like, all right, I'm done with this. Like, yeah. actually, like I'm good. And that's that to me is not um th- like you said. It's personal taste on movie. Like yeah. you were looking for more of this. That's just I'm looking for a little bit uh, something different in the score. I, I honestly felt similarly about the score. Um, so I'm glad to hear you say it, then not me. Yeah. 
plus one with yeah. him said. But I think it's I think it served I think it served its purpose on what it was supposed Agreed. to do. But um Agreed. we've been going for a long time, so I just gotta ask you, um, rate on a one to ten Oscar Isaac's beard. Oh uh ten. Like oh man. Ten. The, so much beard. What a beard. Oh yeah. Like, oh my god. I've got a decent beard, but that man, oh, yeah, oh. that's a beard. That's what a beard Can should look like. Hope, hope for anything close it, to that. It's, it's like the beard on a statue. You know, it's an idealized yeah. version of a beard. Yeah, oh, it was yeah, truly magnificent. Right. Well, um, Frank, that was. Uh, I love when we don't agree. That it, I, that was fun. See, never, I disagree on that. Like, I love. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love when we. I do love when we agree because I. I love being in harmony with you. But That's I. True. uh um, it is it is fun to have a conversation uh, with with different with different thoughts. Yeah. Um, Frank, where can people find us with their thoughts? Well, they can find us with their thoughts. Uh, they can send us their thoughts at beerwithgeeks at gmail dot com or at beerwithgeeks on Twitter. Um, they can find more about our thoughts at beerwithgeeks dot com or uh, wherever podcasts are found. Like you know, just off the top of my head, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Pocket Casts, Castro, uh, Radiotopia. I'm really digging deep now. Dogcatcher. I don't know. Wherever you get your podcasts, um, uh, you can you can find us in all those places. Uh, you can rate and review us there. You can support us uh, with your hard-earned cash over at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. And you can see and hear all of our other shows here on the Thought Bubble Audio Network at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. Well. Frank, what a lovely, lovely way to end this podcast. Um, it's always a pleasure talking to you. So until next time, cheers. cheers.